Hey mama, welcome to another episode. Today is International Women's Day. So I just wanted to take a moment and celebrate you, all the women, all the ladies, all the mamas for doing your thing, whether that is in business, maybe you're creative, maybe you are at home raising your babies, whatever it is that you do. I just want to take this time and celebrate you today and say thank you so much for being you and doing what you do. And I can't think of a better day than today to bring this conversation that I had with my dear friend Shay Payne all around finding who you are, how to build and feel more confident, how to feel good inside and out. And she really shares her story on finding her inner hype girl and how we can do that too. So I know that you're going to be so blessed by this conversation. It's going to encourage you. And it is definitely one that maybe you want to take notes on because there's so much gold in here. The other thing that I wanted to share with you was, in case you haven't seen on social media, Little Miss Lola Joy came into the world two weeks ago and our hearts have been expanded and it's crazy to be in that new mama season again, but we are loving this slow time embracing motherhood all over again on a new level. But I'm so glad that we can still hang out together on the podcast. So I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Let's get into it. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused, and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood, or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney, and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more. Grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive. This is The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, Shay, thank you so much for coming on The Wholesome Mama Show. Um, very excited to have you here to talk to us today about our inner hype girls. Um, but first of all, could you just tell us a little something, something about you? Sure. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited. I love your whole vibe and brand and and what you're doing to just embrace motherhood and all those sorts of things. So I'm very grateful to be here. Uh, A little bit about me. I am also a mum of three, (laughs) which is fun. Um, It's nice and full uh, and all of those sorts of things. But um, I guess, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely here to talk to you about like confidence and those sorts of things as a woman and and being someone that maybe didn't have some well didn't have a lot of confidence uh and now being someone that wants to share that with other women and encourage them to find their own confidence so yeah that's a little bit about me awesome I'm so excited for the conversation today because I think it's a very needed topic that particularly women as we get older we're all about teaching our girls confidence as they're growing up but 
I think as women, it's a bit of a forgotten topic. So I'm excited to have you here to talk to us. So one thing that uh, you really have started sharing is this concept around our inner hype girl. Um, Can you share a bit about that and your journey towards finding who your inner hype girl is and yeah, what, what brought you to that place? Mm, This is a great question because I'm like so deep into all of this at the moment um, with the content I'm creating and stuff that I have coming out this year. So um, I literally just writing some copy actually for the gratitude journal that um, will center around this concept of our inner hype girl. So uh, I guess like to understand it, probably have to go back just a little bit um, and just talk about, you know, like you said before, you know, we're teaching our girls now and we as mums now are so, uh, I guess, well equipped and there's so much content out there for us to empower our girls to be strong, independent women. But, you know, we grew up in a time where I guess, you know, women were just starting to become empowered and and just starting to move into more confidence and those sorts of things. But there wasn't a lot of content out there. There wasn't a lot of tools for women to find, to be able to use, to build their confidence. And so, you know, our um, mothers and the generations before us were really sort of, I guess, walking in the dark, trying to work out how to do that. And, you know, we now live in a world where we're so lucky to have um, so much access with the internet and books and audiobooks and podcasts like this and things like that, that, you know, we're really lucky to be able to find that content. And so I went on a bit of a journey of finding that kind of content. I, um, you know, through my teenage years and in my twenties and even my early thirties, um, was quite an anxious person. Uh, didn't have a lot of confidence as a woman, Um, I was still quite, uh, I guess, a loud person, Uh, definitely liked to chat and those sorts of things. But I think that that was almost a cover for the fact that I wasn't confident. And, you know, if anyone knows my journey, I went on a reality TV show back in 2015. and, And that rocked everything to the core of my being basically um you know putting yourself out there in front of hundreds of thousands of people on national tv and my deep desire the whole time was not so much focusing on the show of course that's what we were doing um you know it was a show that I did with my husband but a lot of it was will will Australia like me you know am I going to be well received am I going to be loved like what what is going to come of this? And uh, I got both reactions, I suppose, in terms of there were a lot of people who loved us and cheered us on and, and thought what we were creating was amazing and that we as people were really lovely and those sorts of things. But there was also a lot of stuff. And will I just say right now, if you ever go on a reality TV show, do not read social media. But there were a lot of things that were said on social media that that again, just brought up all of those fears in me, like, you know, that whole am I an imposter here? Like, who am I as a woman? And, you know, am I not a very nice person? Because obviously things are edited to make me look a particular way. And I was there to play a particular role and those sorts of things. And anyway, so I suppose, yeah, that sort of rocked me a lot. And, and I said no to a lot of opportunities because I was just too scared that I wouldn't be able to make it work. You know, what if I went to this workshop that people wanted me to teach and nobody turned up at a Westfield? Like, you know, what would people think of me? Oh, see, she's not very popular. Nobody likes her. Like I I was just so nervous that I said no to a lot of things. Um, And then, 
I went on a journey after reading a couple of books about anxiety and embracing um, those anxious feelings and also, um, I guess, creating some tools around how to manage that. I ended up starting my own wellness business and I had to go through lots and lots of blocks like running workshops and nobody turning up. Um, but I wasn't afraid. There was just something in me that once I found that thing that clicked, that thing that um, that felt good that I wanted to do, even if I was scared of it, I just started to fill my life with things that uh, that brought me confidence. So whether that was podcasts or books and things like that, I surrounded myself with things that gave me tools to be able to overcome fear uh, and do the things that I wanted to do. And then 2020 came last year and, you know, I'd been on this journey for say like three to four years. And I sat there with a blank word document and I said to myself, okay, well, now I feel really great. And now I understand my own values and now I'm really you know, happy in who I am and love my body, even after three children, more than I did when I was, you know, thin and 20 and had perky boobs. Like, what is it that got me to this point? Because I want women to feel like this. I don't want them to feel like I did like four years ago. I don't want them to feel like that. I don't want them to waste, you know, tens and 20 years of their life, not knowing who they are and not being confident in who they are. So what was it that brought me here? And then you know, and I write it in the um, gratitude journal that I'm creating. And it's also in the book that I'm writing the story of sitting there. And it was like a light bulb moment. One of those aha moments where you're like, just this thought spilled out onto the page before I could even stop it. Um, and it was, you know, what's changed is what's going on in your head. You know, you've got this voice in your head now and she's loud and positive um, and she's cheering you on and she's your ultimate hype girl. And I wrote those words and I was like, and I get chills thinking about it now. And I'm like, that's it. That's the thing. Like I now have two voices in my head and the other one I call the nasty bitch. Like, you know, she says nasty things. She tells me I look fat in my jeans. She tells me not to try that thing in case I look silly. Um, she tells me not to say that because the other people will think that you're not interesting or cool enough or smart enough. Like, and she wasn't quick enough to stop this coming out and spilling out onto the page. And I was like, that's it. Now I've got a louder voice in my head and I've, I've now named her the inner hype girl and she's loud. And even though the nasty bitch says to me, oh, don't wear those jeans because they don't look great. The inner hype girl's loud and she goes, put them on. You love them. They look awesome. Let's go. Like, so I guess that's where the inner hype girl concept came from was it was born out of that desire to put into words, what is it that we need to do to build more confidence as women? And for me, it's creating that voice that's louder in your head and, and she's the inner hype girl. I love that. It gave me goosebumps <laughs> listening, but the aha moment of going, hang on, there's two voices, but somehow I've managed to make hers louder, the inner hype girl louder. So, so good. Uh, one thing that you did mention that I wanted to talk about and unpack was the different tools that you've used to um, help build your confidence so has there been anything specific that you would say women should have in their confidence toolkit to help them overcoming this block of getting the inner hype girl voice to be louder Mm, that's a great question because that was the next question I actually had once I wrote that down on a piece of paper I was like okay, that's great. Like they need the loud voice, but how do they actually get it? You know, what were the things that I did that, that helped that voice to be louder? And 
you know, at first when I sat there, I started like brainstorming all the things that I had done, particularly in the most recent years, um, because that was when I feel like my growth has um, gone the quickest, I suppose, or grown the quickest. Um, but, you know, of course, everything that happens in our life leads us up to this point. So it's not just what I've done in the last two years, but, you know, I wrote down things like gratitude journaling, vision boarding, um, affirmations, listening to podcasts, like those kinds of things, goal setting. Um, and that was all great, but I was like, okay, but how, like, how do we put this into a framework so that women can can follow it and it's simple and it's not difficult and you know there were other things that I'd changed in my life like my diet and you know my toxic load like I'd reduced chemicals and things like that in my life and I know that all of those things had played an impact it wasn't just like writing down things that I'm grateful for every morning like I could do that but if I'm still eating crap my body's not going to feel great I'm not going to like the way that my skin looks in the mirror um, and so I was like, okay, so we need all of those things. So I started to write down everything that I'd done, changed my diet, um, you know, cleaned my water, um, yeah, reduced toxic load in my household, gratitude journaling, um, living intentionally, which I know you talk about a lot, um, yeah, goal setting, those kinds of things. And then also going on that journey of self-love and loving my body for where it's at right now. And I wrote them all down. And then I was like, okay, what are the common things here? Like, what's the common theme? And eventually I came up with what I call the Fab Four, which I love that name. It's just like so cute. And so the Fab Four are really easy to remember. So this is how you remember it. So it's head, heart, in, out. And so I was like, okay, that's simple. Like we can remember that head, heart, in, out. And so it's the four key areas and if you put, let's say if you were drawing it on a piece of paper, you would have hype girl confidence in the middle. So this is how we build our hype girl confidence. And then you'd have the four quarters of the page and it's like head, heart, in, out on the quarters. So head is all about that gratitude mindset because absolutely we need to have that. It's all about optimism, um, you know, looking at the positivity in, in day-to-day life, the small things and those sorts of things. And um, you know, this could be gratitude journaling. Um, this could be affirmations each day. This could be using an app on your phone. Uh, it can also be mindfulness practice. So some sort of meditation or guided meditation. Uh, we do it really simply. It's something we do as a family when we have dinner um, and our kids call it their favorite thing. So, you know, even my three-year-old will say, he's like, okay, can we do our favorite thing? And it's like, okay, we talk about what was your favorite thing that happened today? Um, and so we go around the table and we talk about our favorite thing that happened that day. And it's like something really simple. Like I might say, oh, mommy got to drink a cup of hot tea all to herself um, while sitting outside reading a book. Or, you know, mommy's um, favorite thing was listening to you guys play this afternoon on the deck because you all played so well and it really makes mommy's heart feel great. So, you know, something simple like that can build that part of the Fab Four, right? Um, so that was head. Then we have heart. Okay. So this is the desires that are in our own heart. And it's, and it's particularly related to, to us as a person and who we are as women, because what often happens is we get to a point in our life and we're like, who even am I? Like, what do I value? What do I want for my life? What am I interested in? You know, like when people say to you like, oh, um, you know, oh, what do you do outside of work? <laughs> and like, 
hmm, what do I do outside of work? You know, maybe it's like working out or exercising or you love yoga or you really love reading or whatever. But I think as mums particularly, we just get to this point where we're like, we, we almost don't have anything outside of work and kids and, and those kind of social commitments. We, we sort of lose ourselves. And so the heartbeat is really getting back to who we are as people um, who we are as women and it's going back to that girl inside you like what do you want for your life what are those things that when your head hits the pillow at night you think about I wish this for my life you know what's that um, what's that dream that you have for a career or for a business concept or a creative venture or something some kind of hobby you've always wanted to try and it's about creating intentional uh, moments each day that, that take you towards that. So understanding your values um, and then setting some goals as well and then doing something each day that leads you towards those goals. So that was um, head and heart. And then we have in, which I'm super passionate about, which is all about what we're putting inside our body. So, uh, you know, my, my whole concept of food changed before I had my daughter so about nine years ago, I was watching morning TV and a guy jumped on and he was talking about uh, this book called The Chemical Maze, which if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen, or Elise, you will have seen us, um, you know, sharing content from The Chemical Maze, which is now an app. And it just opened my eyes to the additives and chemicals and synthetics that are inside um, food products and how these are actually damaging to our body. And that if we have this toxic burden, our body can't function properly. So, you know, we talk about this in a hype girl. We talk about it, that it's in our head. Our brain literally cannot function properly if it is not getting good fuel and it is not getting the nutrients it needs. So it's all about cleaning up the diet, ensuring that we're supplementing where we need to um, and making sure that we're hydrating like a boss. So drinking plenty of water, good, clean water and those sorts of things. And then the last one is out. Um, so this one is all about loving our body, uh, loving where our body's at right now. So we can want to improve our body. We can want to reduce, you know, our fatty adipose tissue while increasing muscle. Um, we can want to do those things, but we can actually still love our body for where it's at right now. Um, and so it's all about self-love. It's about affirmations. And then it is also has a small aspect where we need to clean up the toxic burden that we're putting on our body. So cleaning up our personal care and makeup and things like that. So I put it to a friend like this recently, right? And I think I said it before, you can eat all the good food in the world and, you know, drink great water and move your body and do all of those things. But if you are not practicing gratitude and living intentionally, then you're not going to feel great. And the same goes vice versa. You know, you can be um, doing all the gratitude journaling in the world, but if you're not moving that body and exercising and working out and eating great food and reducing your toxic load, your body's never going to feel as good as it could. And so for me, it's like, I feel good inside and out a hundred times better than what I did say five years ago. And I want women to feel like this because I remember laying on the floor with cramps from IBS with no idea that that was not normal. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully that sums it up a little bit. We can clearly tell that I like to talk. <laughs> no, that's great. And I think that too, breaking it down to the four steps, the fab four, takes away the overwhelm too of going okay 
what's something that I can do today to help with where my head is at? Okay, well, I'm going to do that favorite thing. And I love that favorite thing. We do the same thing. Thanks, Bluey. (laughs) (laughs) And just what can I do to foster that positivity and that um, mindset of gratitude? Okay, with my heart. All right. And this, that one is so important and I think very underrated because particularly when you become a mum, your desires are second. And I think we then forget who we are as a woman because we get so caught up in I'm a mum I'm a mum I'm a mum yes you have children and you are their mother but you are also a person still beside Mm. being a mum so I think that that's really yeah important for women to look at what their values are what they actually want from life and yeah what's one thing that I can do today to bring bring me closer to that woman that I want to be to that goal that I have to to living in that value Mm, totally and when you talk about that in terms of like values and things like that something I learned from a friend last year because I was like okay well what are my values and I think we kind of know a little bit you know you know we might value um, friendship and we might value our kids and things like that but getting to the core of what it is you value about those particular aspects. And, you know, you can do a thing um, from the Gallup Institute where um, you look at a whole bunch of values and you basically break them down into piles. So my friend had cards versions of these, but you can grab them online. Um, And you basically work out from, you know, sentences that they give you as prompts, which ones you value. But another thing that my friend taught me, which, which I thought was quite authentic was she said, look at when you're triggered. So when there's something that happens in your life and you're triggered, take that moment and ask yourself, why am I triggered here? Because 99.9% of the time when we're triggered, it's because one of our values is being questioned. So, you know, we might be triggered when, let's say, for example, and if you're going on a health journey, let's say, for example, you bring home all the groceries and you've bought, you know, obviously some organic alternatives and you've tried to get products that, um, you know, don't have numbers and preservatives and stuff like that in there. And your partner says, how much did you spend on the groceries? (laughs) And you're triggered, you're immediately triggered and you're like, it doesn't matter how much I spend, how much is the price of health? And like, you know, you you start to ramble off all the things, right? You're triggered because one of your values is health. Now I'm using myself here as an example, because one of my values, one of my core values is health, right? I want health for me, for my family, for all of my friends and for my kids. And so when someone questions one of my choices around health, I'm immediately triggered because it's one of my values. So just looking at moments where you're triggered um, by friends, by your kids, by your partner. And instead of, uh, you can still fly off the handle if you want to at the beginning, but then then take a moment where you stop and you pause and you ask yourself why you're triggered. And you'll end up starting to have these really interesting conversations. Like I have these conversations with my husband where I'm like, okay, I'm triggered here. And it's not your fault. It's just that one of my values is this. And when you said that, it makes my makes me feel triggered because one of my values is being questioned. <laughs> it's like standing there just going, 
okay, so am I in trouble or, you know, it's just, it's so funny. But anyway, just looking at when you're triggered is a great way to find your values in a more authentic way. Yes. And that sounds like you have been watching Petter and I grocery shop. (laughs) I think it's just every family dynamic. Because it, it is true though. And I remember, I'm pretty sure it was you who we were having this conversation maybe a few months ago now about our values and being triggered by them and things like that. And like, we can laugh about it, but it's actually a really handy thing to know and start to be aware of when you are triggered, why? And when you do start to do that, you are able to better control yourself and not fly off the handle so much. Still occasionally do because I'm human. But, (laughs) and have that conversation like, okay, well, Because for me, particularly with a history of endometriosis and stuff, I know that when I eat well, I feel well. And this goes back to also when you're talking about the um, foundation of what we're putting in our body. If you are putting good food in your body, you are your body is able to function, right? Your organs are able to function. So your brain is able to function. Your mind has more clarity. Uh, So it's not just like a thing of energy or eating because I have to eat or like what you eat actually does impact how your mind and your mental clarity is. And so I really find that particularly when I eat certain foods. And so um, for me that, yeah, is a big trigger. And so able to have that conversation. But I think it's something that is that that dynamic of, um, and, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but it's the mum is the nurturer and the, um, you know, the one that really does make a lot of health decisions in most families. And, and, it, and then you have, you know, the, the husband and, you know, a lot of them, they do, you know, want to think about finances and those sorts of things. And that's great. And I know that that's not the dynamic in every family, but, you know, it is in some. And so therefore... The values are triggered but you know what's interesting we talk about our value as health being triggered right by their comment around like the price or the cost of food but you can see there what their value is so their value is ensuring that we have enough to provide for our family in terms of finances and protecting that and so their value is triggered when we spend (laughs) more than they would like. So it's just about understanding each other's values and, you know, being grateful that they are mindful of that. And then also, you know, looking for the, or explaining to them about them being grateful that you're willing to, um, you know, educate yourself and make decisions about health choices and what you're fueling your body with. So it's very fun conversations to have, that's for sure. And I think it's, and we're kind of digressing here, but I'm loving it important that to have that conversation too to realize that hang on his value is to be able to provide for us particularly because I don't really have a solid income that we are relying on in our situation and so when I do go and do a grocery shop and it is one that I I like we call it an elite grocery shop and it is a lot more than he would normally spend. That does trigger him because he's thinking, okay, well, where where does that money come from then? How does that 
is this now what it's going to be? And it's not that my value is better than his. It's just that they're different and it's not that his is better than mine. It's just that they're different. So I think that knowing each other's values is actually really important too because it helps you to understand just like you want to know each other's love language and all those things help you understand how to communicate and relate better to your um, spouse as well. Mm, we did digress, but I love that. That's so good. Um, and and your value's not better, but your food choices are. So that's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, have to, we had to go there. Like we just had to go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's right. We're, we're just on a journey. We're just slow with this journey, but that's okay. <laughs> progress is progress. Totally. Once we know better, we do better and small steps every day. Um, and I think, yeah, just understanding our values helps us to be more confident because then we know who we are. We're not questioning, okay, is that my value or is it one that I got from my parents or, you know? So, yeah, that's the whole thing, building more confidence by knowing who we are. So that's what it does when you understand your values. Yeah, totally, totally. And yeah. knowing that it's okay that your values are different to somebody else's, that you shouldn't have the same value. Because I think that with confidence, and maybe we should talk about this really quickly, and you mentioned it earlier, feeling like imposter, like having imposter syndrome and comparisonitis and all that thing. I think particularly, you know, we can say that we don't care about it, uh, but with social media, it is a very prevalent issue that even, you know, everyone at least some days has a bit of comparisonitis. Mm. Totally. This is another thing where you can look at where you're triggered and you can look at your values, but it also comes back to, you know, that concept of self-love and loving who you are because social media can actually have a really big impact on your mental health. Um, and I think sometimes we just scroll and we think it's all fun. And particularly if we're following, you know, other women, um, maybe other women in our field, if we're in business or, you know, other moms and stuff like that. But if you're following an account and you're watching the content that they're creating and it makes you feel less than, it makes you feel like an imposter, it makes you feel, you know, not confident. One, we need to look at why we're triggered. So where is it that we don't feel confident? What is it that we don't love about ourselves and how can we work on that? But then two, honestly, if it's not lifting you up, just unfollow. Like the amount of people that I have detoxed out of my feed over the last, you know, particularly this year, I really started doing that. I felt like I had to follow particular people because of the field that I'm in and things like that. And I was just like, you know what? It doesn't make me feel good. I don't even care if I get ideas from what they do and it inspires me. I don't feel good. I feel like it adds more pressure and I'm going to unfollow. And damn, I feel good that I don't follow those accounts anymore. Like, honestly. And then the other thing social media does, which I'm, you know, pretty passionate about is obviously the whole filter thing, which we all know, but also the amount of effort that goes into curating the images that we see on social media. Um, and if you go to my account, you'll see me just trying to debunk some of that stuff that we see, particularly around our bodies. Like I'm so sick of seeing like all of the posed images that took like, you know, 50 shots to get and we tucked stuck our butt out like a duck so we look like we've got a thigh gap and you know we put a hand on our hip and pushed our shoulders forward 
it and you know got just the right light and all of those things and totally totally that that photo looks lovely right you know we love it I do it I make sure I've got a lot of light when I'm doing stories and stuff so that people can see my face so it's not dark and gloomy because we're attracted to things that look visually beautiful and that's fine but the problem is when you think that that's reality right you think that's what they see all the time when they look in the mirror but it's not and you know it'd be cool to go and follow some of the hashtags like insta versus reality um or what you see versus what I see is another one, which, you know, talks about, you know, and sh- there's a lot of comparison photos and stuff like that. There's a lot more women out there than you think sharing this content where, you know, they'll show you a photo of what it looks like to look fit in your gym gear and then show you a comparison of what it looks like when they just sit down <laughs> and their thighs slap together and their rolls go over their tights out of their tummy and those sorts of things. And there's nothing wrong with that. It is just how our bodies move. We're meant to move and jiggle and shake and do all of those things. So I just think, yeah, just being mindful of that as well. Incredible. Well, thank you so much. I have loved our conversation today and I'm very excited to hear. So you've got some things coming out later in the year. Do you want to quickly share what you are busy working on? Busy working on a whole bunch of things. One of the first things, which I'm hoping will be out in the first half of this year, is it's a gratitude journal, but it's not. It's like a fully pimped up gratitude journal. So uh, it focuses on those fab four, so the areas that we talked about. So it's not just about like writing two things that you're grateful for in the morning, um, but it, it prompts you to think about all of those things. So what are your goals? What are things that you can do today that will focus on your goals? What are you grateful for? Um, how are you fueling your body? Those kinds of things and um, affirmations and those sorts of things as well. Uh, and then it also has some inspiring stuff in there, some quotes for some beautiful real women that are in my life. And then, of course, it's powered by um, plant power and essential oils. So we give you some prompts on essential oils that you can use to help embrace some of those emotions and those positive aspects of what it means to be a woman. So hopefully that comes out in the first half of this year. Um, Keep an eye out for some online workshops around body positivity and confidence, um, as well as, look, I don't know how all this is going to go in 2021 after 2020, but I am hoping to release a course at some point this year, which coincides with the content that you would find in the gratitude journal. And the other thing that I'm doing is writing a book. (laughs) So it's a little bit of a memoir, but it focuses also on those fab four as well. So part one of it is, is more memoir based and the lessons I've learned in my life and sharing um, stories from my life and those around me. Um, and then the second part of the book is, um, you know, focusing on those fab four and how we can implement those into our life. So I don't know, look, you need about 70,000 words to write a book and I'm at about mm, 30,000. So there's still a ways to go. And I don't know if I'm going to self-publish or if I'm going to look for a publisher or how that's going to happen, but I'm excited to be writing it. And when I read it out loud, I'm like, geez, I need to get this in women's heads right now or in their ears or somehow. So um, I am going to start season two of my podcast hopefully this week or early next week. I've recorded some interviews and um, I've recorded episode one as well. So now it's just finessing out some of the editing and stuff like that. So keep an eye out for that as well. All of this content, um, the best way to find it is on my Instagram, which is at by Shea Payne and it's P-A-I-N-E. 
all while traveling the country. Oh yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, so we're packing up our family and traveling in a caravan, which is like, that's the logistical thing where I'm like, how am I going to actually ship these journals when I don't have a base to get them delivered to? But I don't know. I spoke to my husband about it the other day and he was like, if you want to do it, we'll make it work. It will just, we'll, we'll find a way to make it work. So he's like such a beautiful encourager. So I don't know. I think it's just my own fears, you know, holding me back. What if no one buys it? What if it's not good? I'm trying to call on that hype girl to make, you know, make this project happen. So we'll see how it pans out throughout the year and just keep an eye on my social media so you can see what, um, what content I'm creating. So good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time um, out of your crazy busy life to share that with us and help us all to have our inner hype girls scream a little bit louder than she was yesterday. So I'm very, very grateful um, for you taking the time. Thanks for having me, Elise. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, the Wholesome Mama community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.